drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Touch, touch, touchdown, Detroit Lions. Detroit Kool-Aid. Troy Kool-Aid drinkers. What's going on, Lions fans? It's your host, Derek Oakry, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Drink it in, man. Side of cornbread. Cornbread! Make it a double. Cornbread! I'm coming to you here on a solo pod for the day. We are in the middle of our Dollars Make Sense series. Where we are talking about player contracts today, we're talking about wide receivers and linebackers. Two spots that I picked um, for a certain reason. Now, normally when I've done this, I'll do like wide receivers and corners, you know, running backs and linebackers, quarter or offensive line, defensive line, match it up. But Chops, my buddy, came on last week. He threw me for a loop. He, I said, what um, positions you want to do? He threw out a couple, and we had fun on that show. So I, I want to talk about wide receivers and LBs today because the Lions have so many players about those positions and so much intrigue. So I thought here on the solo show it gave me tons of time to just kind of get into these guys and uh, get after it. Um, I want to remind everybody before we get rolling – we're basically in the middle of July right now. Training camp for the Detroit Lions starts at the end of July. Yeah, we don't even have to flip the calendar over to another month. We're going to have Lions football at the end of this month, only about two weeks away when you're hearing this. I mean, that's got to get you fired up. I also wanted to remind everybody that I put out on Twitter. You guys can find me at Derek Oker. You know how that's spelled. D-E-R-E-K, just like our new Red Wings head coach. Um, And my last name, O-K-R-I-E. I I put out there that me and Chops want to do a call-in show. August 2nd, um, we usually record starting about with Chops, like I'd say 8 o'clock. In the evening, 8 Eastern time. So if you're out there, I know we got people that listen all over the country. Like, you know, between that that hour window or so, if you want to call in live, we're going to try to take some calls. I've I've encouraged all the Kool-Aid drinkers between now and then, if you feel more comfortable sending in a a text with a hot take or a, a funny opinion or a topic or a question you want us to get into, you could do that. If you want to call in and leave a voicemail to the Detroit Kool-Aid hotline you can do that um, so you can call in or text to the same number you guys know what it is 989-272-3484 I know we've already got some rolling in we've got people that are trying to figure out if they can definitely get in for that live call-in show me and Chops obviously have you know to content things to get into but somebody dials up the line on that show we're going to pick it up live no question and, and looking forward to talking to some of you whether that be the one and only Cornbread Jerry or Steve from Cali or Brian Ives yeah I'm calling you out or you know KP from Real Deal Sports Talk I mean there's so many of you guys out there I can't name them all um, and, and I know some of you, just like on the Jim Rome show, you will never call, <laughs> but you listen, which I appreciate. So, um, you know, we're going to try to have some fun with that. So just things to keep in mind as we head to the end of July here. Now that, that brings me to something I haven't done in a while. And that's a good old fashioned rant. <laughs> I got something on my mind right now. And that's simply this Jameson Williams, like I I feel like people out there, I'm getting so frustrated with what I feel is a little bit of hate towards J-Mo. I feel like people before the draft, oh, best player in the draft, best player. Oh, man, he's a dynamic weapon. 
The Lions get him at 12, which is a bargain. And then it's, oh, but he's hurt. Oh, he might not play right away. Oh, you know, I'm not sure if that was worth it for them to go way up and get this guy. I, I'm here to tell everybody out there listening, and I know a lot of you are obviously drinking that Kool-Aid or super high on Jameson Williams, as you should be, because this guy, I dubbed him recently in a tweet, the most electric, dynamic, exciting talent since Burry. And yeah, I haven't seen the guy in a Lions uniform yet, but I saw him at Alabama. I saw him running past people, saw him scoring touchdowns. I saw him being unguardable. I know this guy loves football. I know he's an absolute D-A-W-G, as Brad Holmes, our general manager, called him. That's a dog, and that's what the Lions need more of. So to all those people out there that are acting like because he's going to miss two games, four games, six games, who who knows? He might not come back till the, after the bye week. I don't care. This guy can play football this guy is going to score big time touchdowns this guy is going to be beloved in the city of detroit so all this you know him and Han after the fact is just getting ridiculous i don't care when he plays i know what he's going to bring to the field i know he'll do anything that's needed i think he's going to be so damn good that the hard part is going to be you know, how often you get this guy, how do you get him the football, how are you going to re-sign him, we'll get into his current contract today once he gets to that point. Like, this guy says his boy is Randy Moss, and I think he's going to ball out in similar fashion, and then probably want similar when it comes to his contract and the ability to be a star on this team, and I think he will be a star, so... Don't even look at when he plays because I know I've said on here, hey, this might be the old okie doke. Like, what would make more sense than Dan Campbell coming out and saying, ah, you know, I really don't think he's going to be ready. I mean, really got to get his legs right. We got to do this, got to do that. What, what would be a better okie doke than for him to say that right before he rides off in the sunset for a few weeks? Um, than to in the his back pocket and home man this kid's ready this kid's gonna be ready early we're gonna use him it's gonna be dynamic like that that would be a nice move by the head coach now I know Dan Campbell mostly just like gives it to you straight and wants to be honest with the media I get all that but what a great ace in his back pocket up his sleeve if JMO is ahead of schedule he's ready to go I'm not saying day one at camp but I'm saying hey you know and the camp, he really starts getting out there, starts getting rolling. There's good reports. And next thing you know, who knows if this kid's not playing the first game? Who knows if he's not out there the first couple weeks of the season making big-time plays? I mean, I, I'd be really excited. So the, the rant in general is just people that are cooling on this guy, the people are acting like because he misses a few games, it's going to be the end of the world. You have to look at the big-time talent. Wait till we get into his contract. This is a long-term play. Brad Holmes made a big-time move. You guys heard our live reaction when I picked this kid live. Then the Lions picked him. And then for hour and a half, two hours, me and Chops talked about how incredible it was that we have Hutch and Jamison Williams for the Detroit Lions. Like... It's going to be absolutely incredible. So everybody just needs to calm down about when he plays and what you see right away. Dynamic talent. This guy, his speed, no one's even talking about his speed. All you hear is still about is Tyreek and this guy and that guy. Jameson Williams clocked in at like a 4-2. 4-2, people. Like, I mean, it's it, his speed's ungodly. He makes catches. He's exactly what this team needed. And did I mention he's a dog on the football field? He blocks. He gets after you. He loves the game. He loves his teammates. I think it's going to be so fun to watch. So I wanted to both rant and get everybody pumped up that when J-Mo, which we think is going to be number 18, hits the football field, um, look out. The NFL needs to take notice, and I think they will early when he starts really, really making plays. As far as other news and notes with the Detroit Lions, I mean, there's really nothing really coming out. No big ads. You know, I did see recently, um, you know, there was some back and forth with, with Funches as a, as a wide receiver or a tight end. You know, Lions have kind of come out, so they're going to play him as a tight end. You know, some websites still have, have him as a wide receiver because that's what he played last. I'm curious to see what he does in training camp, what kind of shape he's in, how he makes plays. Um, Lions, you know, kind of in the middle, bottom, you know, quarter of the league when it comes to cap space remaining. 
You know, they haven't um, made any ultra-bold moves or done really anything since the NFL draft. I would keep your eye on some sneaky veterans being cut where the Lions are like, oh, man, he could help us. Let's let's grab him. Let's get him. Um, I could see a couple moves like that, bolstering either their safety position, linebacker, um, you know, maybe even a maybe even a skill player of some sort. But uh, it, it's just real quiet. You know, it's crazy how the NFL has that little rush at free agency um, you know, draft gets going and then it's just crickets until all of a sudden, bam, camp is on. NFL Network's rolling every day from every camp across country. Um, vets start getting cut that are surprising you. Your team is, some guys are looking better. Some guys are going on pup or not being available that you thought would be available. So it's going to be real crazy here in about two weeks when everything gets going. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Let's just get after it. Let's talk about these wide receivers and despite my Jameson Williams rant I'm gonna save him to second because the first wide receiver I want to talk about is my boy D J Chark <laughs> and uh you know this has become a gimmick on the show people act like you know I'm just all in love with this guy but I've loved DJ Chark since he came out of college, man. I took him in fantasy leagues. He's balled out. He had a big time year, over a thousand yards, Pro Bowl. Then he had some injuries. I get it. He's so silky smooth, and I fell more in love with him when he stepped to the podium for the Detroit Lions because you could hear what a humble beast this guy is, how much he loves the game. You know, he's a premier athlete, so yeah, you can have some pulls at the hammy, you can have some leg injuries. I hope that doesn't continue for the guy, but looking at his contract, that's what we're here to do, talk about those dollars that make sense. One year, $10 million is kind of the what the contract came out to be. When you break it down, I mean, DJ Chark's only going to be 26 years old heading into this football season. His base salary is only $1 million, basically. He got about a $3 million signing bonus. That equals a cap hit of only $4 million. So when you see these numbers come out in the media and whatnot, when you really drill down, I mean, he's only costing $4 million against the cap. They've got a couple void years after that, which equates to getting you to that $10 million type number. Um, yearly cash of $10 million, but... I'm really hoping this guy can stay along. I mean, let's, let's say he he really balls out and has a nice season. Could you keep him here for three more seasons after that where he's 27, 28, 29 years old? Each Hark is like 6'3", 6'4". He runs a 4'3", as well. In the 40, he can get you deep. He says he's excited to run all types of routes here in Detroit. I love this player. I love what he brings on and off the field. I'm hoping he can stay on the field. And if he does, I think he's going to be a big-time player, especially a WR1 if the next guy, Jamison Williams, isn't ready to go. Um, Shark will be really nice in that spot. Now, you hear me harp on it all the time. Jamison Williams was taken 12th overall in the NFL draft. There are wide receivers in this league now going for 12. 15, 18, 20, 24, 25 plus million dollars per year. You want to know what Jameson Williams' contract looks like? Four years. And remember, I just told you this guy runs a 4-2. I told you this guy can score from anywhere on the field. I told you this guy loves football. I told you he's an absolute dog, nasty athlete for your football team. He's 21 years old. And the Lions have him signed, thanks to them selecting them in the NFL draft, where you get the greatest value, for four years, $17.4 million total. <laughs> That's it. You have him locked in at that number for four football seasons. Jameson Williams is signed for the Detroit Lions till 2025 and you only have to think about the fifth year option until then and then you can slap that you've got them till 2026 no questions asked basically and let's get into the numbers in 2022 when he's 21 years of age a base salary of seven hundred and five thousand dollars a signing bonus of 2.4 get you to a cap hit of only 3.1 million but let's go down Two more seasons in 2024. You want to know what his yearly cash jumps up to if you actually want to say jumps up? 
$9 million in base for this type of dynamic talent. You go over there and his cap hit two plus in his third season in the NFL is in over $5 million. He makes $4.7 million in a cap hit in 2024, people. You just got to love that those numbers. I think this guy's definitely going to get that fifth-year option. I mean, wide receiver numbers are absolutely insane, and those numbers are insane because you have a guy only $17 million total guaranteed for four seasons. I mean, you just do the math. That's like on the average of $4 million just over that per year for four years for this guy who, if he was a free agent, if he was 25 and was hitting the market, would easily be getting 15 plus million dollars per year for what he brings to the table. So, oh, that's why the NFL draft is so glorious and that's why it's so important. So love this player. Love that contract. Absolutely incredible. Let's go ahead and pull up Josh Reynolds here. This is at Chops in the D favorite player. Well, second favorite player to his boy, his favorite quarterback, Jared Goff. <laughs> and Jared Goff, one of his favorites is Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds, be 27 years old in 2022. Base salary of only $1.2 million. Small signing bonus of 750000 um, he is a total cap hit of only $2 million, and they sign up for two years, but there is a potential out after this season with basically no dead cap. You know, you bring him back next year, all of his numbers barely jump up. He does go up to a $4 million cap hit, so he doubles in cap hit, but all the other numbers are about the same. 27, 28 years old, love what Josh Reynolds did last year. Brad Holmes working his magic, another ridiculously low contract for a wide receiver, which this is basically the premier position in the game right now. Love it. Absolutely love it. Let's go to Khalif Raymond. He was a little bit of a surprise re-signing, to be honest, in my opinion. I know he did some nice things last year. I know he's a hard worker, but it seemed kind of odd that they'd bring him back, not even on a one-year, but on a two-year type contract. The thing I do like about it is they rewarded guys that produced, you know, if you produced, if you worked hard, if they liked you, you got that contract and you're coming back with a team to see what you can build on and do this year. So two years, $5 million for Khalif Raymond, um, you know, off the top, uh, his cap hits, let's stick to that, are one point. $9 million here in 2022 goes up to about $3 million in 2023. Again, Brad Holmes sneaks in that little caveat, a potential out after the season, um, where it just makes it a one-year $2.6 million deal. Khalif Raymond, I mean, I'm, I'm, I see where they'll use him. I'd like to see a guy like him return kicks and be in some gadget plays, but I don't want to see him out there in front of J-Mo, Chart. Reynolds, those type of players. So curious to see what he'll do. He rewarded one of their own. We'll see how it works. Get to a guy that I like to call ARSB. <laughs> Amon Ra. St. <Saint> Brown. <laughs> now, everybody's in love with this guy based on what he did last year. He was a guy, if you guys followed me really closely, you saw me take him in a lot of mock drafts leading up to that draft where he was selected again I was getting him in the third fourth fifth type round the Lions took him at the top of the fourth and this guy has everything you want I mean when you're talking about mentality you know how much how hard he works on the jug machine the way he seems to be no nonsense you know in 2022 Amon Ra is gonna make 825k base He's going to have a cap hit of only a million bucks. You have him locked in for two more seasons after that at, at no money. I mean, you're looking at $1.1 million the following year, 1.2. So it goes up very negligibly at all. I mean, it's it's those rookie contracts, man. You find diamonds in the third, fourth, fifth round. They are just absolute steals. So I really like what he can do. I think Amon Ra 
is gonna <laughs> is gonna need to build off the end of last year. I think he's gonna have to be a dynamic slot type player. I like the volume that he could get, where he's just getting those little catches here, there, and everywhere. I don't know that I love this ultimate dynamic thousand yard, you know, ninety reception type player for the long run, but I wouldn't put much past him the way he's been um balling both in practice and late in that season. See what he can do this year. But you gotta love that contract. Here's kind of a uh you know, a sticking point with me or a hot button player, and that's Quintez Cephas. Q. Everybody tell me, look out for Cephas. Cephas is gonna do this, he's gonna do that. I mean, we've had him for two years now, been injured in both those seasons. Makes a few plays here or there, hasn't wowed me personally. I've moved on from him in a few very deep dynasty leagues, just thinking, I mean, I, he looks the part in the jersey. I mean, he looks like a, small, a little smaller Anquan Bolden, but I just haven't seen the production or the ability to stay on the football field. So in 2022, he's going to be 24 years old. His cap hit is a little under a million dollars, 971000 You have him also locked up to next year on that low deal as he was taken in the fifth round. So you hope Q has put those injuries behind him. You hope he could be a three, four, five type receiver on this football team. I like him. Don't get me wrong. I just don't like the crazy hype that people give him all the time. Like he's going to come in and just blow up while we got these other players that are just tangibly better. So I know it's that Detroit Kool-Aid coming out. Drink it in, man. But uh, Quintez, we'll see what he does. A few more receivers here before we get to the commercial break. Um, Trinity Benson. You know, what did uh, Brad Holmes say? Who the hell is Trinity Benson? Uh, Before he traded multiple picks for him. Um, you know, there's a lot of buzz coming out that he's balling out in these mini camps and he's knows the playbook now and this, that, and the other. I mean, it was funny how optimistic or we're hoping like maybe they found a diamond here and we just saw nothing, nothing last year. So again, I'd be shocked if he comes out and carves out some huge role for this current team, but we'll see. I mean, he's under contract for this year. At 825000 basically, um, cap hit. And then he's a exclusive rights free agent after that. So if he plays, I could see him being kind of a depth wide receiver. But I don't think we're going to see just absolute brilliance out of Mr. Benson. Um, Trinity, that is. And then, oh my goodness, Tom Kennedy is still on this roster. It says here a wide receiver, 825,000 cap hit as well. I mean, come on, how many more times we got to hear about how he's balling out, doing this, that, and the other, and then he's on the practice squad the whole year and never helps the team. Um, you know, we got this kid out of Central Michigan, Khalil Pimpleton. Lots of stuff going on about him. I mean, undrafted kid makes seven hundred five thousand um, dollars. Very small, but very shifty type player. We'll see what he can do. They also have Josh Johnson here at wide receiver. Can't say I know much about him. Seven hundred and five thousand. And then there's this kid Corey Sutton, undrafted player. Where was he out of? Let me pull him up real quick. There's been a little buzz about Corey Sutton that he may do some things in camp or he may be a depth type player app state that's right kid out of app state i think he's got some size to him as well so undrafted player you know you get the crazy deal or his cap hit for three seasons 710k 875k 990k if he was to stick around so you gotta love those numbers um when you when you look at it but those are the wide receivers so again just to sum it up you're looking at charks my wr1 for this football team i mean I love Jameson Williams, and I think he'll play sooner than later. But um, for now, it's DJ Chart for me. As soon as uh, JMO catches that 50-yard bomb and is doing a dance in the end zone and showing that speed and being the ball player I know he can be, I think he's got WR1 qualities. Don't let people tell you either that JMO is going to come in here and be some Deshaun Jackson to catch two balls a game and hope that one's a big-time touchdown. I think they're going to use him in lots of different ways. I think he's got lots of potential. To be absolutely dynamic. This kid's not a small player. He's 6'2, you know, 200, um, you know, nearing that 200 pound range. Like, he's he's a bigger dude than you would think, with, and he can still run like we've never seen before. So, um, you know, you got him, you, you got, you know, 
I would assume you know St. Brown is that WR3 because you're calling him kind of a slot player, but it could easily be to start the year Chark, ARSB, Josh Reynolds, and Quintez. Those would be the four you got to hang your hat on. Then when JMO gets in there, I would say Q probably gets bumped kind of out of the rotation, and you roll with JMO, Chark, St. Brown, Reynolds is kind of your main productive guys from wide receivers. So can't wait to see it. I mean, really didn't have much of anything going into last year at the wide receiver position. Now you're looking at four or five guys that I think can really be nice and produce. And you've got some guys in the back end of this position group that are intriguing. You know, will they do anything? Will they be working at the bowling alley here soon? I don't know, but I can't wait to see it. So, everybody, that's the wide receivers. Let's go ahead and get our great sponsors in here. Please go check out Reality Sports Online. Please go check out the guys over at PFF All-22 Fantasy Football. Definitely two great sites if you're a fantasy football fan. I know a lot of people will be um, you know, in those office leagues or in their main drafts. You're coming up here shortly. Those are obviously a great time. And then go check out Anchor Podcasts if you want to see what they're doing over there or start your own show. And then we got Spotify as well. If you don't have an iPhone, one of the better ways to listen to this show and plenty of other podcasts is jumping onto Spotify and uh, linking up the show that way. And that uh, really helps out when you guys listen through there because that's one of our main sponsors through Anchor is Spotify. So everybody listen to those uh, ads we got going for this week. And we come back. I'm talking linebackers. I'm talking inside backers, outside backers. I'm talking about rookies. We'll get into every, all that and more after the break. Everybody, I'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody, this goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You can put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, everybody, back from the commercial break. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Again, I'm your host, Derek Oakley, here, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Drink it in, man. And we talked about wide receivers, did a little rant slash getting people pumped up about Jameson Williams, J-Mo. Um... Let's turn our sights to the linebackers. And this first guy on the list is always the guy I forget about on this football team. I swear. Even him being listed as an OLB outside linebacker still surprises me. But that's Romeo Okwara. I mean, this guy was picked off the scrap heap, undrafted, or uh, was cut loose and was was picked up. I liked his you know overall you know draft profile. He hadn't done anything in the league. He came to the Lions, really showed himself, had a nice season, 
Then he kind of fell off for a season. Then he had a really nice season. Then he got paid. And then last year he barely played because he was injured. So Romeo is on the books for around $14.5 million in regards to a cap hit. I actually want to dig into his deal here for a minute. Some of these I'm going to have to just do cap hits in general and move forward so we can get through these. But Romeo signed a three-year $37 million deal. When you look at that, like last year, because the IR, you know, he really only came in at that cap hit of around $4.5 million. When you look at 2022, you know, you get to his cap hit, again, it jumps up. His, his cap hit in general this year is $14.5 million, dead cap if you were to move on from a yearly cash of $11 million. And there actually is a potential out for the Lions after this season. So that would make it a two-year $26 million deal with seven in dead cap. So I really are hoping he bounces back from the Achilles injury. The Lions could get out if they're just not feeling it. But again, we still do have his brother on the team. Seeing good things from Romeo. Good guy, hard worker. I really don't want to move on from him. I'd like to play out this contract even though... You know, you look at that, you're like, man, a $14.5 million cap hit for a player like Romeo, that is that is quite a bit for a rush end like him when you look at the other guys that are better in the league that are either on rookie deals or are making, you know, in that range. But I just hope he bounces back. I hope he makes plays. I like the player a lot, but that is kind of a, a hefty deal. But also three years, 37, it was nice, you know, when signed too. You just need to get him out there and get that production and then it will look like a very nice signing again by the Lions. Again, he's much more of a defensive end player, but they do have him listed as outside linebacker, so I include him in this group. Spot track here where I'm using some of the numbers has Alex Anzalone listed as an outside linebacker. He seemed to be much more of a you know middle backer um, calling the defense and whatnot last year, but Anzalone is... You know, he's coming back. He's kind of guy that's been on the field the most. Um, you saw some nice flashes. You also saw some issues with him last year. He has nice speed. He actually played in college with Jared Davis, who's back with the Lions. We'll talk about him in a few minutes. So they've talked about maybe getting that combo back together where they were running tackle, running chase type linebackers in college. We'll see if they can produce any of that magic. But, you know, Anzalone is going to be about 28 years old when the season gets started. His his cap hits 2.16 million. You know he's he's only signed up for just this season. So um, and the dead cap, if you were to move on, is 1.75. So you're paying all but basically uh you know over you wouldn't even get a million dollars savings if you if you let him go. So everybody's kind of assuming he'll be in the rotation now. Could he be replaced early by Derek Barnes or? Um, you know, some of these other young uh, linebackers, whether it be Malcolm Rodriguez or James Houston. And, you know, obviously they're all going to have their own roles, but I, you could see him getting kind of pushed out by a younger, more dynamic player when when they really get rolling. But, I mean, I like the guy. He's got gray hair. There's no doubt about it. And that contract's not bad. Um, but we'll see what happens with him, no doubt about it. Um Next guy on the list, outside linebacker, Julian Okwara. Again, this is a guy that's really seeming to come into his own. I think if he could ever team him and his brother up now that Julian's kind of progressed and matured a little bit, this could be a very fun um, brother dynamic duo to watch. You know, looking at him at 2022, he's been here for two seasons. He'll be 25 years old. That cap hit is still beautiful with only $1.34 million. You know, you have him locked up next year as well, and then he's an unrestricted free agent after that. So I'm really hoping these next two years we get some really nice sack totals, pressures, dynamic plays out of Julian Okwara before he, you know, hits the market because this seems like a player, him and his brother at that point, could move on at that point um, once the deals are up. But I, I like this kid a lot. I think he's... Filled out, he can do some dynamic things. He seems to be all coming together. So, hoping for a big time year from Julian Okwara here in 2022 and hopefully 2023. Austin Bryant as an outside linebacker, you know, taking about the in the fourth round. 
2019. He is going to be 26 years old heading into this season. You know, he still only makes 1.15, basically, on a cap hit. Um, This guy, he was hurt, you know, to start out. And then when he got out there, he saw some flashes. I think he's not as consistent as the coaching staff would like him to be. But I like how long and athletic this guy is. I mean, he just looks the part in the uniform and always seems to make plays when I watch him. So I know he feels like a guy that either be out the door before you know it or plays last season here in Detroit. But I do like what he does, you know, uh, from a talent perspective, length, athletic. Seems to always say the right things when I hear from him. So I'm hoping that Austin Bryant can maybe do some things and be, be in the mix. You also do have the Rook. Which word is this guy's gonna be playing outside linebacker James Houston, the kid out of, um, you know, Coach Prime down there at Jackson State. So I I always I always think of Houston as more of a defensive end, but they seem to be playing him at outside linebacker. Say he picks up everything quick, he run and hit. He has good chemistry with uh, Malcolm Rodriguez, two rookies, been playing together a little bit, you know, in practice and whatnot. So. James Houston's a guy that I like a lot from a talent perspective. He's he's thick. I mean, you look at him from the upper torso. He's just built. You know, this guy's built to play linebacker, um, whether it's rushing the quarterback or making tackles. So I really hope to have something in this guy. He is 24 years old, heading into his rookie year. Um, that cap hit as a sixth-round pick is only going to be $738,000 this year. And in 2025, it barely creeps over a million. So 1.13 at that point if James Houston plays out his entire deal and, and makes plays. So I would say keep an eye on him. He's one of my wild cards, one of the guys that I think really can be better than expected when it's all said and done, depending on what type of role he gets this year. When you move to the next layer, these guys are just listed as linebackers, so they could play either position or not totally sure where they're fit yet. The first one is Chris Board. This is a guy they brought in from Baltimore. You know, you look at Chris Board, and, like, I think this is a sneaky signing. I mean, guy is, is going to be 26, 27 years old heading into this year. He knows the NFL game. He's coming from a great organization. They used him more as, like, a special teamer and as a coverage-type player. Um, I think he can run and hit, you know, all over the football field, more athletic, faster and bigger than, than most would expect. You know, base salary of $1.5 million, signing bonus of 400K, gives you a cap hit of $1.99 million. So just under $2 million for Chris Board for one season, see what he's got. I do not mind that at all. I think he's another guy that could surprise people, see what he does on, on the football field. Josh Woods is a the guy they brought back. Um, 1.2 million. He's going to be a 1.5 million dollar cap hit. He flashed a tiny bit when he actually got some PT when injuries built up, but I can't say he's got a big resume at this point. But coaching staff seems to like him. That's not a, a nothing type number. I mean, 1.5. Sometimes you can get a vet, get somebody else on that type of number, but. Do like some things I saw from Josh Woods. I just can't tell you um, what the what they see from him or what he could possibly do because it's such a limited sample size. But we'll see what happens there. Um, can't say I know who this player is, but he's on the roster here at linebacker. Natrez Patrick. Um, he is a linebacker. Let's see. about here. Pull him up real quick. Undrafted in 2019, he's a Rams player, so there's a little bit of a connection there with Brad Holmes. Seems like they brought him in here to compete, just kind of on a one-year low-end 895k type deal. See what he's got. So, Atrez Patrick is a new name. Here's not here's a name that's not new. Anthony Pittman. Anthony Pittman's been around here forever. Every year you hear about it. You got to hear about the Oakland University ties. You got to hear about, you know, I, I don't know if he worked at security like uh, Joyke Bell did or what, but you always hear about this guy, Wayne State. Sorry, not Oakland. Wayne State product. And, uh, you know, they still have under contract for, you know, 2022, 825 type $1,000. Um, you know, exclusive rights, free agent next year. If he was to play, they at least have that opportunity to bring him back. 
I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like the reports are always glowing. He's doing this, he's doing that, but I just haven't seen anything from Anthony Pittman. So you would assume practice squad or some type of very depth or maybe off the roster for him. We'll see what happens. This is the guy that everybody's excited about, man. Malcolm Rodriguez, rookie, six-round pick out of Okie State. I saw an interview from him with Woodward Sports, and what a great dude, man. And this is another guy that's really built like a linebacker, you know. He's thick in the upper um, torso area. He's ripped. He's smart. He seems like he likes to run and tackle and hit people. Um, He's only making $751,000 this year in a cap hit perspective. You know, you, you keep him for the four seasons of his rookie deal in 2025. That creeps just over a million as well. 1.15 million for Malcolm Rodriguez. I think this guy's going to be a, a fan favorite, man. He's just so great on and off the field. He seems to love the game. He seems to be no nonsense. Just um, let me go. Let me let me play. You know, I love the game of football. Let me do my thing. And I think. Malcolm Rodriguez could carve out a role, especially on that low of a contract. And and to me, I've said it before, but I feel like linebacker is like running back. You know, everyone talks all day, every day. Oh, don't draft a running back early. Like, you know, they get hurt. They have a short shelf life. But like, if you find some dynamic guys at running back, it really helps your football team. I feel like linebacker is that position where you're going to more like, Taking guys a bit later at that position. I mean, you're getting guys in the fourth, fifth, sixth round that are still talented. And even if they have a shorter shelf life because all the hits they take and all the punishment, like they can really help you if you find a couple good linebackers. So I'm thinking Malcolm Rodriguez in the sixth, really nice value. Yes, he's a little undersized, but man, he's got instincts. He's got speed. You have to love that contract, and he's the type of player I feel like was going to give you, he's going to give you his all every down, every practice for that whole contract, and you'll kind of see where it plays out. Like after two, three seasons, you'll know if this guy is maybe he's just a special teams ace, maybe he's an every down linebacker, maybe he's a, a hybrid type, but you'll know by then. And uh, if it doesn't work out, it's not a problem either. But I think he's going to carve out a nice role this year. I think a bigger role next year and could be somebody that's an absolute steal in the sixth round that people are just loving. Malcolm Rodriguez. Dude's got some good nicknames, too. I'm not going to steal any of them. You got to go check out that Woodward Sports interview if you want to hear him. But uh, good character, funny guy, and um, hope he, he balls out. I really do. The last couple linebackers, um, you know, Spotrack has them listed as inside linebackers, but we'll just see how the Lions deploy all these guys because a lot of question marks of where they'll play. Can they play multiple spots? You know, you kind of get sick of hearing that. Oh, man, this guy can play all these spots. You really just like them sometimes to be good at one spot, you know? Like, can you at least play one spot before we say we can play four positions and really you're no good at any of them? Um, so speaking of no good at any of them sometimes, I mean, we've got this first guy, Jared Davis. I mean, Jared Davis was a guy, he seemed like such a safe pick when they drafted him. And then he seemed like made a few plays early and like, man, this guy might be the captain of the defense. This guy's a dog. He's going to run, hit, tackle. He's ripped to shreds. And then he just didn't perform those next few years. Lions had to move on from him because the Jets gave him some ridiculous, like, six, eight, ten million, whatever they gave him per year it was absolutely insane. He went there, took the bag, cashed in, and then uh, came back to the Lions on this deal for 2022. He'll be 28 years old, and his cap hit is basically a million dollars. They gave him basically a one-year, one point. One nine million dollar deal for Jared Davis. I mean, to me, that's that's nothing but potential upside. Nothing but if he's happy to be here and if he'll run and hit people, he's still a physical beast. Carve out a smaller role for him, whatever it may be. But I kind of have some exciting um, thoughts of seeing 4-0 back out there, maybe uh, actually finding the right hole and, and hitting people and and doing some damage. Now that his his mind's right and the contract's right and. He's seasoned a little bit more. Maybe this will be a nice reunion. We'll wait and see. The next inside backer they have is Derek Barnes. And the funny thing that's about Derek Barnes is he played he played defensive end in college. Then we played him kind of along Anzalone or spottingly last year. This guy, I mean, 
it just seems like such a leap for him to all of a sudden be a stud inside middle linebacker. But I also think that he might might really surprise people. Like if he's been in that film room, he's obviously got the physical stature. Like if he's been learning and feels comfortable now and they let him play fast, maybe he is a linebacker that's going to help call the defense. And I just love seeing this kid in the 55 and what he brings to the table. Every time he was out there last year, he made plays. So um, I think best case scenario would be Derek Barnes to be in that middle linebacker um, type position whether he's calling the defense or not, that's not the biggest worry for me. But let this guy play, especially this year. Let him play, see what we have, and don't be afraid to you know, cross-train him at that rush position or blitz him because this guy can get to the quarterback as well. So 2022, he's only 23 years old, um, makes you know a million dollars this year on a cap hit. 2023, 2024, locked up, same thing. Barely creeps up at all. Very solid numbers with that fourth round selection for Derek Barnes. The contract's right. The player's a physical beast. He just now has to put it on the field, find his role, and go out there and make plays. So 55, I'm going to be rocking that 5-5 at a couple games um, this year or at home. I hope you ball out. I hope you're here for a long time. Your first name's spelled wrong. We all know this. But other than that, I love this player. I love everything about him as well. The last linebacker I want to talk about before I run out of breath here is Sean Dion Hamilton. Now, this guy is somebody I should have a good nickname for, but I don't. Um, this kid played at Alabama, man. Six-round pick. Um, 2022, he's going to be 27 years old. You know, that contract is still under a million dollars, so 965000 just can't go wrong. It was it was too bad he got hurt last year, but the Lions are able to bring him back, and they seem to like this player. I remember him being in Washington and having a few flashes there as well before he either got cut loose or whatever happened, and the Lions were able to scoop him up. Um, I think the end-all, be-all just kind of cap off these linebackers, and you know the coaches have said it, fans have said it. Like, you look around, and you're like, Man, like who's gonna play? You know who's gonna who's gonna be? Because you look at other teams like like Tampa Bay, Levante David, and all these. Uh, gosh, who's the other stud that I wanted that uh, that came out? His name's escaping me right now, but you know who I'm talking about. The other stud backer that they have that just runs all over the football field, and makes plays. Um, you know, you look at teams like that or Dallas that draft a ton of linebackers. Some of these good teams have two, three backers that are in the Pro Bowl every season. I mean, that's great and all, but the Lions seem to be really taking an approach of we're going to pay the premier positions. We're going to pay for absolute premier talent like Jameson Williams, like Hutch, you know, like some of these edge rushers, like these offensive linemen. We're not going to pay for backers. We're maybe not going to pay for running backs. We're not going to pay for for safeties you know and uh i feel like they think they have a, a dawg type linebacker room they think they have a lot of players that are really hungry they won't say it but i will they make no money so they're all fighting for spots nobody's like penciled in as this no doubt every down linebacker for the detroit lions and i think that could be exactly what you need because some of those those running back rooms in the league are like a three four guys that aren't very highly touted, but they produce. Maybe there's one guy and that emerges as the guy. Same with the linebackers. You need one or two guys to emerge, and you need the rest of the guys to be, just be hard workers, good guys, and guys that will run, hit, fill the gap, make tackles, get a few turnovers here and there. And the Lions have had just horrible luck with linebackers. I mean, drafted a lot of them. A lot of them haven't worked out. You know, DeAndre Levy's the last guy I remember that could really play, and he had a very short career, especially once he got paid. He just disappeared. Um, Steven Tulloch, you know, was fun to watch there for a couple of years. But other than that, I don't have many linebackers that can hang my hat on as a Lions fan during my time. So I'd love for a couple of these guys to emerge, especially the young cats, whether it be Derek Barnes, Malcolm Rodriguez, Houston, um, you know, uh, Julian Okwara, those would be the main guys I would I would highlight and focus on. So when you look at both these positions, wide receiver and and linebacker, I feel like they're I feel like the wide receiver position is is totally flipped from last year. 
you know, as much as I wanted to hype up Tyrell and, you know, maybe Perriman would do something. After that, it was total question marks. And I came out the day after they took St. Brown and said I loved where they took the kid. I kind of told you what I thought he could give you, and it ended up being that towards the end of that first season. So, you know, we knew we had him in the back pocket, but be able to, be able to add Chark, J-Mo, get Reynolds back, still have Cephas there, still have the upside of Trinity Benson, um, you know, Khalif Raymond, you know what I mean? These That's a nice room for this team. And, and yes, I realize there's other teams with bigger talent, much higher paid talent. So you have these guys at pretty good cost, even DJ, DJ Chark, I like that cost. So I feel like that room has went from zero to 60, you know, zero last year. 60 this year where we're feeling real good heading into the year with talent, a little bit of depth, a little bit of versatility, and some young guys that I think can really be better than advertised. And when you turn to the linebacker position, you're looking at hungry dogs that don't make any money, that all want to be the guy, and we'll see how it shakes out in training camp. Again, guys that I would hang my hat on are guys like Derek Barnes, Sean Dion Hamilton, Malcolm Rodriguez, James Houston, Chris Board, Julian O'Quara. You know, you got Romeo there. And then the wild cards are like the Austin Bryants of the world. You know, the um, Jared Davises of the world. If those guys give you some either pass rush or ability to make dynamic plays, that's a bonus. So I think the Lions are set up nicely at both those positions. When you talk about dollars make sense. I mean, gosh, we ran down all these guys and like all the linebackers are barely making a million dollars per, you know, wide receivers. You got Chark at at 10 on the books, but when you break it down, he's really only in that four, six million dollar cap hit. J-Mo's making four million on average for the next four or five seasons. That's incredible. St. Brown is on that four year um, fourth round deal, which is just pennies on the dollar. So they're looking real good while all these other teams are paying $20, $30 million for these receivers, which is absolutely crazy. So everybody, that's what I got for this week. Talking wide receivers, linebackers. I'll catch you next week right here on the D Troy Goulet cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Drink it in, man. Cornbread. Cornbread. Back to back. Drink it in, man.